0: This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. Oh, wait. They were patient, they didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived. At the pay-off. the payoff from high school. look inside with the two-hand flush. To college. Just wait until March, bro. To the pros. Baker Mayfield. This guy is a loser. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now here they are. It's, it's the payoff. pay-off.
1: have some fun on a Thursday, why don't we? Great Lakes Bay Region, thanks for joining us today on The Payoff, Fueled by Forward Energy. Ben Bosher, John Vacari here. You're listening to 100.9 The Mitt. No Jim Harbaugh conversations today, unfortunately. Uh, if you're looking for some Jim Harbaugh content, you guys can search us on Sp- Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search The Payoff. We had a full show dedicated to it yesterday, but today is the Lions Day. Everybody can come together for the Lions. Not everyone can come together on the Jim Harbaugh conversation, John. Even me and you had some disagreements oh, in course. that yesterday. But today, well, let's be a united front. Yeah, let's be a united front today because we're all on the same page here. This whole state's going to war against California or something like that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I didn't that. get that memo. Okay. Well, did you check your email? I. You know what? There I tend is. not to. That's the problem. There it is. Uh, We don't have a show tomorrow, so today is your full Lions preview show, NFC Championship preview show. And I'm not going to lie, guys. As we've gotten throughout the week, as we've gotten a day closer to the game, I'm starting to look at the San Francisco team, and there's one glaring hole. There's one red flag that they have. It's not just a red flag. It's a red flag 50 feet up on a pole, waving in the wind, screaming, Please don't hurt us in this area. The Lions have one massive advantage. They have a ginormous X factor in this game. And that X factor is not a what. It's a who. And his name is Jameer Gibbs, John. If there's one guy who's going to put this team on his back, show up, have one of his best games, a legacy game I like to call it, I think this is the game for Jameer Gibbs. Now you can argue, it's Jared Goff's the one that has to have a good game. Obviously, obviously Jared Goff has to have a good game for the Lions to come out on top here. But Jameer Gibbs, fantastic game incoming on Sunday, that alone could change the results of this game. And I think it's entirely possible. You look at what San Francisco does on defense, and I think a lot of people have a pretty good idea that this is a good defense, but I don't think it's a great one. They do some things at an elite level, but not all. You can simply look at their opponent's points per game and see that they held their opposing team to 17.5 points per game. It's third in the NFL. It's a pretty good mark. Only five yards carry for the opposing team. Or five yards per play against, I should say. It's ninth. It's pretty good. Top 10, both categories. But you look at the defense. Holy cow. Specifically the run defense. It's 26th in run defensive EPA. It's 24th in success rate. It's 15th in run DVOA. They rank in the bottom 10 in categories such as opponent rush yards per play, yards before contact per play. They allow the 20 or they're 24th in 10 plus yards carries down the field. They give up big plays on the ground. This is a San Francisco defense with a lot of stars on it. Sure, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Chase Young. But when push comes to shove, they're not doing a great job at stopping the run, and I think this is an opportunity for Jameer Gibbs to go out there and have himself a day because we all know what Jameer Gibbs is capable of. Any given run, any given touch, he's capable of breaking it loose for 70, 70 yards for a touchdown. You saw what Aaron Jones did to the 49ers on Sunday. Last Sunday, Aaron Jones rocked this team. 108 yards on only 18 carries. He went all over them. Went laps around them. Danced on that team. Jameer Gibbs, I don't think it's a hot take to say he's better than Aaron Jones at this point in his, career, in his young career. There's a couple of those runs Aaron Jones had. He ended up getting chased down. He still had a massive day. Jameer Gibbs, on the other hand, John, he's not getting chased down by anybody. Once he sees an open, open field, green grass, nothing but green grass between him and the end zone, that's six points. San Francisco's going to have to figure out some way to stop him, or else that's going to be the X factor that swings this game for me.
2: It's fair. It's also, I think, a little, and you have some statistical information to back it up. It is a little, what have you done for me lately? Because Aaron Jones was the first player against the 49ers defense this season to have 100 rushing yards.
1: In, but, but they have given up 100 rushing yards on the ground six times.
2: Yeah, as a team, like multiple rushers. Right. I, I, I get that. Arizona ran for
1: 226 on. I, I get that.
2: But I think this is an elite defense. And again, Gibbs stepping up, it, it It's hard to designate a rookie as the number one source for the outcome, but a big portion of this game is you know Gibbs and Montgomery keeping up with McCaffrey, and we'll get into positional breakdowns you know coming up, but you're going against the best running back in football, sure you are yeah,
0: and that's you have fine. to keep
2: you have to keep up with the Joneses in that respect and yeah, the rushing attack ignited in the second half for the Lions. It was a little slow to start against the Bucks, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was good from the jump against the Rams. But yeah, you need I would say fifty yards from the both of them to win this game. Yeah, at that, least that's that, and 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 that, and that should be the expectation. It was the expectation towards the tail end of the regular season. They didn't have to do it last week, but last week was a different story in terms of how the Lions had success against the Buccaneers. But you got to keep up with, I would say, with the Joneses, but with the McCaffrey, uh, that's priority number one. And and that was
1: Dan Campbell's number one priority in his press conference the last two days. It was, we have to slow down McCaffrey. And, John, they've done a pretty good job at stopping star running backs all season long. They have. They allow 88 yards per carry on the ground. Mm -hmm. Second best in the league. And I would argue San
2: Fran's done a good job of denying top rushers. Up until last week. Up and up until last week. And again, it's what you've done for me lately, because if Gibbs could do what Aaron Jones
1: did, he'll outproduce him.
2: That was, I mean, that was a special performance from Jones.
1: And and guess what? Guess who has the better offensive line? Yeah. The Lions or the Packers. It's the Lions. Mm -hmm. Not even close. Nick Bosa, Chase Young, they can sit on the edge. They do a pretty good job at getting after the quarterback. You can run at these guys and Here's There's only a... so much they can do when Panay Sewell is breathing down their throats. <laughs> Panay Sewell's the best tackle in football, man. You could make an argument the two best tackles in football are playing in this game. You can make an argument the two best tight ends in football are playing in this game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go as far as saying you can make an argument the two best running backs in football wow. are playing in this game. I don't think that's far-fetched at this point. And if, I'm not saying Jameer Gibbs is going to outproduce Christian McCaffrey, on that'd be Sunday, sweet. <laughs> that, I think that would mean the Lions won. <laughs> that, that would be that be pretty nuts. Um, but if, if Jameer Gibbs can put up similar type numbers to Christian McCaffrey on Sunday, I think the Lions are walking out of there with a the win, especially considering that David Montgomery is still going to come into the game and be the bruiser on these third and yep. ones. But when you're playing a team like San Francisco, who's so explosive, has weapons all across the board, great at utilizing all of them, to me, this has to be a Gibbs game. To me, Gibbs has to be the star here. I mentioned San Francisco was bottom 10 in all those categories. Jameer Gibbs, rush yards per play, fifth in the NFL. Yards before contact, fourth. Credit to the offensive line there. 10-plus yard carries, third. Now, granted, all those numbers are behind Christian McCaffrey because you said, like you said, he's the best running back in football. There's no doubt about that at this point. I think he's taken that throne quite well. But Jameer Gibbs is knocking on that door. You think that's far-fetched? Or do you think Jameer Gibbs is the person who's going to potentially swing this game for the Lions? Is he their X-factor? Because for me, he is. I
2: I think so, and you didn't bring up this point, but I I think you'd be in agreement with me here. Gibbs has got to be a threat in the pass game, too, the same way McCaffrey is. Oh, yeah. Because, again, Montgomery has the capability to do so, but, you know, he's 16 receptions all season long. Like, Gibbs getting four or five grabs... And, and and being a safety valve out of the backfield like McCaffrey is because, you know, Purdy at the end, I know I'm bringing it to the quarterbacks here because we're talking receiving game, but when Purdy has nothing down the field and he knows he can't create with his legs, he knows and he feels protected when he's like, oh, I'm just going to flip it to McCaffrey in the backfield and, you know, right. laterally and then see what he does. And it's never a bad option to just give him the football, right? That's how Gibbs has to be for golf. Mm-hmm. And Montgomery's the guy who's going to run in between the tackles, and Gibbs has got to be that outside threat. And he did a great – I mean, that was part of the difference against the Buccaneers. Gibbs was impressive in the pass block game, and I think that's probably the most underrated part of his game and something that r- most rookie running backs struggle with. Better some than veterans, David Montgomery. S- s- some, yeah, some uh, veterans struggle with the pass block. He's very good in that, and or at least was against the Buccaneers, and has the ability to catch the ball – Outside of, uh, or I should just say, catch the ball in general, and that's why you drafted him that high. Right, now, not to go full circle here, but
1: We're gonna obviously, do it at some point. <laughs>
2: obviously, people thought the Lions jumped the gun, and that's been the you know national media, at least in the written side preview of this game, how like the Lions draft class and how, and that's yeah, how why Brad here. Holmes was
1: executive of the year name yeah, today. But Woo! a lot of them,
2: you know, Athletic, ESPN, wherever you read, saying yeah, like well, everyone pretty much said Gibbs was a reach. And we're talking about how he could be the X, fi- X Factor in terms of getting the Lions to the Super Bowl.
1: Well, you say he has to show up in the receiving game. How about this? The 49ers allow the seventh most passing yards to running backs yep. in all of football in the yep. regular season. And, and, and a lot He's got of that, a chance to do
2: it. And and a good portion of that, I mean, you could look at bo- both sides of any statistic. A lot of that is they take the options over the top away, but it's something to still exploit because you're not taking away St. Brown and you're not going to, you can limit, but you're not taking away LaPorta either.
1: No. Jared Goff's going to take what the defense gives him. Nope. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. If, if the dump off to Gibbs is there all game long, guess who will keep feeding Gibbs? Jared Goff. All right. So here's my question. Who's the X factor in this game? To me, it's Jameer Gibbs. To me, if Jameer Gibbs has a legacy game, if he breaks out, has one of the best games of his career, his young career, the Lions win this football game. Don't text in Jared Goff. <laughs> 6-1. Ah, you're telling, telling people what the text no, is now. Don't, be, Jared, if Jared Goff plays a bad game on Sunday, they lose. Simple as that. Jared Goff has to play well in order to beat the San Francisco, 40, the San Francisco 49ers. So yeah. who else outside of the quarterback is the swing player in this for the Lions? Who needs to step up in a ginormous way that can help contribute to the Lions win? To me, it's Jameer Gibbs. To you, would you agree it's Jameer Gibbs or you think it's someone else? I mean... St. Brown's gonna get his his lunch money, man. It,
2: it's so funny because I just look at it as keeping up with what San Fran's got. Like Brown has to do what. Like, it, it, it's sort of the inverse in both. Like Gibbs and Montgomery have to match, um, ha, have to match McCaffrey, and then I would say St. Brown has to
1: match Samuel no, if he plays. People got to match. People got to match and Rob. At this point, that, okay. he's the first so you, team all-pro that, guy. That's how you
2: would look at it. Then, then I mean, St. Brown exploiting the secondary. Because again, we're going to get into the position breakdowns. I fear this front seven. I don't fear the secondary
1: now. It's no, better, it's I don't. Seconda-
2: and sort of showing my hand here, it's a better secondary than Detroit has.
1: but it's not hard. It's yeah, that's
2: exactly. It's not that hard to do. I don't think this 49er secondary uh, secondary secondary
1: is. The be-all end-all by any means. I think one of the keys to this game is to run for upwards of 150 yards. Teams have done it on the 49ers. That's tough, this tough, It is tough. But that's got to be the – but here's the thing. You're one Jameer Gibbs run away at mm-hmm. all times from cracking a third of that. Jameer Gibbs is possible 50-yard play at any given moment. He touches the ball. And that to me is the X factor in this. 989-837-6125. Who's the Lions X factor? got a lot more stuff to get to full lions preview today john i'm pumped i'm pumped lions are going to win this game (laughs) speaking it into existence positive vibes only p v o you're listening to the payoff fueled by forward energy
0: the payoff continues more from the great lakes bay region's home for sports sports radio 100.9 the met
1: 989-837-6125. That's the number to text into to the Frick Sports Bar text line. If you guys want to leave a voicemail, feel feel free. People have been doing it the last couple of days. We'll play them live during the show. Um, but right now, trying to discuss who's the biggest X factor for the Lions in this game in the NFC Championship. To me, it's Jameer Gibbs. If Jameer Gibbs can have one of his best games of the season and truly on a national stage have a breakout game, and expose himself to be one of the best running backs in the NFL, like I already think he is. I think you're already kind of there, maybe not as far as I am.
2: Well, it's just fascinating the guy who finished second on the team in rushing this year is is top five in the league to you.
1: Well, That's how good the two-headed monster has been. The first five weeks of the season, he wasn't really getting the carries. They wanted to ease him into the offense. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like pure skill, talent, right now, Jameer Gibbs would have to be one of the five guys he is for uh, a, a GM would want to have as their starting running back. And when you're considering age, and yes. 21 years old, he'd be the first choice. No, I mean, Off he is, the board, no question.
2: Yeah, he's the highest ceiling of any back. Remember, he's a rookie. Like, that's, that, that's just the, again, insane thing that there's not a lot of teams or not a lot of teams in the course of the history of the NFL that have to,
1: I wouldn't say rely,
2: but Designate the rookie as the X factor to get to the Super Bowl.
1: Well, Rarely happens. It, it, that's the thing, though. The line—it's not like he's the person. It's not like Christian McCaffrey is. If Christian McCaffrey has a bad game, the Lions lose. Jameer Gibbs could have a poor game, and the Lions still are able to yes. come out on top because they have David Montgomery, because they have Sam Laporta, mm-hmm. Amon Ross. They have all these weapons. They're built in a very similar way San Francisco has, especially when you take into consideration the Lions have maybe the best offensive line in football. Certainly, the best offensive line left in the playoffs. So I do think Jameer Gibbs, he's one of the. I mean, I just keep going back and looking at what Aaron Jones did against San Francisco last weekend. Yeah, he ran all over them. And Aaron Jones has been a player over the last couple of years where he has these games, but he's. I don't think anyone really considers him one of the top backs in the league. He's a good one. He's probably sitting around ten if, if we're going to sit down and rank him. I think Jameer Gibbs has already surpassed that. Well, if, if you were to uh, give Jameer yeah. Gibbs the exact carries Aaron Jones had. He would have made way more out of his 18 carries than 108 yards last week because of his explosiveness. You think so? Hey, Jones had a 53 yard so. rush. Remember something too? It was and, it was it a touchdown? It was not. Oh, Jameer Gibbs would have made that a touchdown. <laughs>
2: wow. No, you, like that. That that's the fun and the the big playability of Gibbs, where it's you, you give him you give him a little bit of space and he can create. Like I told you and this is, you know, memory lane, even though we're closer to the conference championship than the divisional round, I didn't think he was bringing that to the house. I thought he cut the wrong way and somehow beat one of the top safeties in football, if not unanimously the top safety in football, Winfield Jr. to the spot. He might have cut and the wrong way. It might have not mattered.
1: I, he might have been able to cut either way.
2: Like that, still score. I was like, oh, I thought he'd follow the blocker. He's like, nah, I'm just going to go to the left. But I, I get all that. I get all that. Remember, too, when looking at Jones, Injury prone, and I think that's the reason he's not considered top five because he'll give you his and he shows up in the big moments, but he's going to miss four or five games a year. And You, you look know, at- similar to Kamara in that way where those both of those guys are elite backs, but they don't stay healthy enough. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. And if you could exploit it again, I just think San Fran, uh, the, the same way the top priority is, like, like, let's just look at it this way. The top priority for both defenses is to stop the rush. Because San Fran believes, and I think Detroit believes this as well, uh, get to the quarterback. I think Detroit thinks they have the advantage of quarterback, and I think the people in San Francisco think Purdy knows how to win games.
1: Yeah, no, you're right there. So
2: that's what it sort of boils down to. So there's going to be an excess in, you know, stopping the rush. And whose front seven do you trust more?
1: But I would argue, based on some comments Nick Bosa's made this week, their number one priority isn't taking away the run; rather, getting to Jared Goff. And, that's and their fine. biggest X factor in doing that is stopping the run. Would firms. be well, no, it'd be. I was going to say it'd be Nick Bosa, is their swing player. Guess who yeah. Nick Bosa is going to be lined up on most of the game? The reigning defensive player. Of the, think about this: how nuts this is to say out loud. Mm-hmm. And this is all the credit in the world to Sul. and nothing against Nick Bosa. The reigning defensive player of the year is going to be neutralized in this game. I don't think he's going to make that big of an impact unless they decide to line him up on Decker every single play. Go ahead and line up on Panay Sewell. I don't care if it's Nick Bosa. I don't care if it's Aaron Donald. I don't care if it's TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons. Did you see Micah Parsons make a splash play when we played the Cowboys? Has any one defensive edge ruined a Lions game this year? Cricket. No. (laughs) No. I'm not scared of Nick Bosa. I think Pene Sewell, you can throw whoever, you can throw a rhino in front of him, and the rhino's not getting to Jared Goff. And that's what makes me, this team is beatable. For a long time in the regular season, they were perceived as this juggernaut. And that was a word I used right here on this show. But see, Green Bay proved they were very beatable and laid a pretty good blueprint as to how to do it. And in fact, I really think Green Bay beat themselves.
2: Yeah, well, Green Bay had
1: two turnovers to San Francisco, zero. Green Bay was 2-for-5 in the red zone to San Francisco's 1-for-1. That's what it came down to. Green Bay settled for too many field goals. The Lions have to capitalize in the red zone. And guess who's going to be able to do that? goes right back to Jameer Gibbs, who has scored a touchdown in every single game outside of one since week 10. The New Orleans game. Think about how long that was. Since that game, he has not scored in one game. Just one. He's a touchdown machine down there. He's the X factor to me. 989-837-6125. Who's the X factor in this game on both sides of the ball. I think it's Nick Bosa for the Niners. I think it's Jameer Gibbs for the, for the lions. And I think Nick Bosa is going to be neutralized in this game. If that's, he's going against Pene Sewell,
2: that's a crazy statement. So, so you, you don't think he gets a sack. You did th- like, no. Put you on the spot. Not part of our player props later on in the show. No. Bosa doesn't get a sack.
1: No, unless, they, unless they're lining him up on the inside uh, to go against Coyote, who's going to be in at left, at left guard down now that uh, Jonah Jackson's out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, and, and speaking of Jonah Jackson.
2: And that's what keeps you up at night. Go the inverse, by the way, right? That is, in
1: fact, what keeps me up at night. Like uh, you needed
2: some, like, milk and cookies last night to get to bed.
1: Well, yesterday I kind of like cried myself to bed oh, nice. or like nice. I fell asleep. Watching oh, with the Harbaugh yeah, stuff. I yeah, I fell yeah. asleep like watching Jim Harbaugh best moments at Michigan. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: <laughs> Bet. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of, Bet. Speaking of uh, Jonah Jackson, you, you threw me off.
2: This is my favorite moment, by the way.
1: We're moving spring bra- practice back. <laughs> we, usually, we usually start on Valentine's Day, February okay. 14th, because we love football. Um, do, this year we're gonna move football. it back. We're gonna move it back about a month. Yeah, nice. He loves football. Uh, let's go over a Lions injury update really <laughs> quick. Now that we're on the topic, yeah, of- steer the ship back there, man. Yeah, yeah, right back on course. Uh, no practice today for Khalif Raymond, who hasn't practiced since his Week 18 injury versus the Vikings. Second day in a row, no practice. Probably not looking good. I guess there's a chance he can return tomorrow. Frank Rag now. <laughs> What, what injury is this man not dealing with? Ankle, toe, back, knee is what he's yeah, officially no, listed I, as. I, I think would, he's just sore in, in general across his entire body. I, I was going to say, I would just list it as body. Yeah, bo- body. <laughs> body. Uh, but make no, he, he didn't practice for the second consecutive day. Make no doubt about it. He's going to play on Sunday. Jonah Jackson out with a knee injury, already ruled out, got a procedure on his meniscus. He'll be back if they make it to the Super Bowl. He will be playing in that, according to uh, sources. Chase Lucas pops up on the injury report today. Just a special teams guy. Sam Laporta, limited. No practice yesterday. He'll be good. Josh Reynolds dealing with some rib stuff. Also limited. He'll be good. Alex Anzalone. Fractured ribs. Limited today. <laughs> He's supposed to play. I didn't know you could, you could play with such a thing like Put some more padding ribs. in it. Yeah. H- hockey players
2: do it. Football players do it because they're maniacs. And uh, fractured rib, just, you know, put some extra padding there. Now,
1: here's, here's the big one. Lunatics. James Houston, and I wanted to bring this up specifically. James Houston has been a full participant in practice for the last two weeks. He was able to play last week versus the Bucs. They decided to not dress him because you can only dress 48 guys a week compared to your 53-man roster. He's good to go. Aaron Glenn spoke about it today. Let's go ahead and play that audio.
0: I think he's very close. The thing that we want to do, we want to protect that player from himself for the most part. Listen, I, I do not take injuries lightly especially make sure we listen to the medical department to make sure we, uh, we bring that player along like exactly how he, needs to, how he needs to come along. So he's doing a really good job in practice. You can tell he's getting back to form to where he was, and hopefully we we'll get a chance to put that player on the field so he can make some plays for us.
1: So the Lions have made it this far, all the way to the NFC Championship, without playing James Houston, who is in his second season, six-round pick. If you don't know, last year he came in in the middle of the season and had eight sacks in seven games. It's a ridiculous number. He comes into this season. Everyone's expecting him to be the guy lined up across from Hutch on the opposite side. That wasn't really the case. He comes into the season more so as a rotational player. Week one, he only gets 22 snaps against Kansas City. Two pressures, one QB hit. No other edge on the entire team throughout the course of the season has two sacks. Has more than two sacks. Anzalone has three. McNeil has five. Neither of those guys play on the edge. So while Aiden Hutchinson has been a dominant monster, 11 and a half sacks on the season, he has not had a counterpart on the opposite side of him. Do you feel certain? Do you feel confident you can throw out James Houston, who's been out for a good 18, 19 weeks now, and think he can make an impact on this game? I think they've made it here this far without him. I don't think you should throw him in there expecting him to go make this huge impact as this elite pass rusher. Maybe you can throw him in there for a few third and longs, but I think you're you're really risking have, sending someone out there who's not really providing anything if you throw him out there. There's a reason he wasn't playing the last couple of weeks. He wasn't ready despite being healthy. It's
2: hard to establish new wrinkles or elements to your defensive game plan uh, so late in the season, and I feel the Lions just... Talking about him, it's spoken into existence. He's asked about the media. The Niners got to keep it in the back of their head. And for the Lions, they feel that's better than all right, he's out. So I don't I I wouldn't put an expectation on him at all.
1: I wouldn't either. I, I, it's so funny because people there's a lot of there's a good misconception out there that when James Houston comes back, he's the starter. That was never the case going into the season. That wasn't the case week one or week two when he got hurt. The other guy I have a question about is Zach Ertz. Brock Wright's out, James Mitchell's out. Anthony Fersker, who doesn't even have a target this season, has been elevated from the practice squad. You bring in Zach Ertz, who granted has more, more experience than Anthony Fersker, but I'm not sure Zach Ertz is going to be playing either based on what Dan Campbell said today.
0: He just got here. I know he's in shape. I talked to him the other day. He understands we're, we're just going to gauge this and see where we're at. So he'll be out here. But he's look, he's played, played at a high level. There's things that he does well, and it's just a matter of, is just the week to use him.
1: I don't think dressing him is one thing. He's not going to be able to block for you. Plain and simple, he will not be able to block for you. He, I
2: view differently than the Houston situation. The Houston situation is, oh, he might come back, he might not. He's been in the building, had a great season last season. Why sign Ertz if he's not playing Sunday? Now, I'm not yeah, saying you, list, you you give him as a starting tight end, all right, I'm not. right? I'm not saying that, but... You told me. You kept using this phrase on air, off air this week. Lions need a body. Okay, Ertz is a pretty good name value body to have, and if you want to throw him out there as a decoy, sure. And hopefully he can contribute blocking or doing something. But he can't
1: to, contribute blocking. That's that's the misconception. To,
2: oh, what Campbell says, oh, you know, we'll see if we could use him this week. you you're just giving him a check then? There is no tomorrow. It's you win the NFC Championship or you go to Cancun. I'm, like, that's... I'm, that's I'm with you. I'm with how you. you have to operate as a franchise. Again, if you want to impl- implement a new wrinkle, and it's ah, all right, it's just you know dropping a, a dime into the bucket. It's not uh, you know financially a big risk. You just bring him in, maybe, maybe not. San Fran has been burnt by him in the past, right? Like he's had great playoff games against them in his career with Philadelphia. I get all that. If he doesn't play, what are you doing? I, 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 I just, or at least not on the active roster. I, I I don't understand that move, and and I get not criticizing Campbell in this moment. I understand it fully, and I'm not. But that was a little puzzling. Well, the only I'm puzzling thing there. for me heading
1: into this weekend. He can't block. Hopefully, Anthony Fersker. I I, and I you don't say he have any block, intel. So
2: you want Fursker over? Erks. I don't have
1: any intel on Fursker. I don't know who it's this right. guy is Come on, outside of Fersker, some dude. Out, outside of some name I see pop up on the practice squad or get elevated on an occasion. I don't know who this is. I've never seen him play, <laughs> but he's been in Detroit for the last couple of seasons on and off the practice squad. Can't wait. So it, Can't it's wait a tough situation. Weekend. All right. Girl, back corner of the end zone. <laughs> okay. So here's what we've got. Here's what you guys can text in at nine, eight, nine, eight, three, seven, six, one, two, five. Who's the X factor in this game? I say, Jameer Gibbs, John, I know you still won't give an answer.
2: Oh, sorry. I've been dodging it for 30 minutes. I'll, I'll give you St. Brown.
1: Okay. John says St. Brown's the X factor.
2: I, I I think the rushing can cancel each other out. I think, you know, and you put a lot of value in terms of St. Brown being this better receiver. And I think not putting words in your mouth, but we're probably going to find out after the break. You like him over either. Yeah, Ayuk I like my guys or to stay Samuel. healthy.
1: I like my guys to stay healthy. So he's got to be that then. So here's what, here's what we're laying out. Who's the X factor. Do you want to see James Houston to, uh, on Sunday and in what way should Zach Ertz be involved? That's what I'm laying out for everybody. 989 837 6125. We'll hit the Frick Sports Bar text line on the other side. We've still got some prop picks to get to, we've still got another Lions topic to get to. Full Lions hour. Pure octane, baby. Listening to the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. <laughs>
0: Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay Region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The bit. You guys got a, lot of, got
1: a lot of really good players, obviously. But maybe oh, thank you.
0: you. I said thank you. You're welcome. Maybe not viewed though, as the superstars, like the 49ers. Amber, or the All right, team,
1: never mind. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, John, let's talk to the people. I need the help. I need some help from the Great Lakes Bay region. I've summoned everyone. I've thrown out the text line, 989-837-6125. Who is the X factor in this game on Sunday? That's where we're going to the people. Let's go to Jeremy first from Beaverton chiming in. He says, it's five. Demo is the guy who moves the chains. He will be more important. And 14 has touchdowns, but they still lose by a field goal. By Moody late in the game. What's up with that negative energy? We got a. share me from Beaverton. <laughs> Good point. Uh, so he says David Montgomery is the guy over Gibbs this week. I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I just think in these type of games, when you need an explosive play, Jameer Gibbs just comes to mind a lot faster than David Montgomery does. I'm not saying David Montgomery should be schemed out of the game by any means. In fact, where there's been more success running against San Francisco has been between the tackles, and that's David Montgomery territory. But I want, I, I want Gibbs to have as much touches as possible, man. That's just me in this week. Gibbs is one of those guys where I think he can truly be one of the best running backs in the league, like a Christian McCaffrey. That's the type of performance I want to see from Gibbs in order to win this game.
2: I said St. Brown. Okay. And I'm going to stay with St. Brown. I, right. I, what was it? I, again, I have a feeling that the, the – and this would be huge for the Lions because you're not going to outrun McCaffrey. And I know we may disagree on that too. I, McCaffrey is a different kind of beast, and he's going to get receptions as well. If the running yards cancel out at the end of the day and St. Brown could be bigger than Samuel and because I feel like that's a disadvantage,
1: then he could be the X-Factor. Unless this is the week how all those touches finally catch up to him. I, he has like 100 more touches than everyone in the league combined. Not combined. Just kidding. Who? Kind St. Of Brown. No, McCaffrey. Oh, McCaffrey. He has more touches than I, any I mean, other running say, back in the league, and it's not close. That, maybe this. Maybe it catches up to him well, this week.
2: That, that's the fun element. not. It's not a fun element, but it's always an element. Ragnow staying healthy, and as always, he'll be he fine.
1: Is McCaffrey? He'll be fine.
2: It's always in the back of your mind, or should be at least, in my opinion.
1: This is my favorite man, Mr. Snack Man, chiming in. Yes, I love when this guy texts in the show. 989 837 nine, right, eight, 6125. He's Mr. Snack, man. How could you not love him? <laughs> he says, Lions will win. And as they say in hockey, the three stars of the game will be CeeDee Deuce, J Mo, and Jack Campbell. I like the Jack Campbell. I like uh, the Jack. That's kind of like out that. of nowhere, sure. Uh, gosh, a, a big J Mo game would be awesome. That, that could, that's a good one to text in because mm-hmm. no one's going to say, like, Amon Ra, that's an obvious choice. Thank you. Maybe some, people, maybe some people would say Jameer Gibbs, but I'm talking like a enormous, like 150 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns game from Jameer Gibbs. That's the type Jeez. of place. No, like I'm not predicting that. I'm saying that's what would swing the game. Yeah. And I think it's possible. I think if there's one guy who's going to break out further than anyone expected, it's Jameer. Mr. Snackman says it's j That's another good <laughs> option. If j has 80 yards and a touchdown, two touchdowns, that's a breakout game. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's the X factor. Eric from Auburn now chiming into the Frick Sports Bar text line. Uh, he says, "Jared Goff." Just kidding. Jamison Williams is the X factor. I
2: love this Jamo stuff. I love the stuff. stuff. L- listen, just from a matchup standpoint, and we're gonna get to positional breakdowns. Their third receiver is a step up. Juwan Jennings makes plays. I would love to see Jamo come through, though. I would love to see that. But
1: are you calling? are you calling Jamo the wide receiver three? It's Saint, we're not including tight
2: ends. Sure. St. Brown, uh, you, Reynolds. Reynolds, and yeah. Williams, right. right? Yeah. I, I, if you want to throw tight ends, he's not, but I was just going receivers. That's fine. Uh, it's, to- it's for San Fran, Ayuk, Samuel, and Jennings.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Not throwing in kids. Oh, right. and by the way, we totally forgot to mention this in the injury update. Debo Samuel did practice today. He was limited. Yeah, he's going to play. He's going to play. That basically, not confirmed he was going to play by any means, but when you practice, even if in a limited fashion, you're, you're probably going to play. Uh, got a 1014 number chiming in. We need Cam Sutton on his A game. Asking Cam Sutton to be on his A game is like asking a blind child to pick his favorite color. Aww, That's just not happening, man. That was a
2: really dark <laughs> comparison and metaphor. Jeez. By the way, new text or text in your name and where you're texting from, just so we know.
1: John doesn't like my
0: dark humor.
2: No, I mean, that was for a Thursday positive vibes only Lions nah, show. Right. I'm talking about blind you're children, right. bro. Nah,
1: I'm sorry. All right, let's 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 make things more positive. 989-837-6125. <laughs> another number chiming in. My X factor has to be Hutch. I love this. Uh, if Hutchinson has a multiple SAT game, I believe that the Lions will be heading to Vegas to play for the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah. It's not a bad one. If, if Hutch
2: outsacks out Bosa and is a better threat off the edge. Well, all
1: he has to do is get one to do that. <laughs> Bosa's not getting a sack.
2: That's my favorite one. That better be in your player props <laughs> under a half a sack for Bosa. I gotta go. I look love at the that odds. you think one of the premier pass rushes in the NFL will the not get player his player of the year. Will not get his against an immobile quarterback. It's unbelievable. I do love Do not it. know I'm who's in front of him. I, I I get that, but you got to deal with it's, the beast. If, if he just gets him once, where's Goff going? He's going into the
1: loving arms of Bosa. Bosa won't be able to get within a hand's reach of him if Panay Sewell's on him every what? play. Panay Sewell's that guy, man. He is. He's, he's the best he's tackle. In, he might be the best offensive lineman in football. That's like a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he's 23 years old. You know how nuts that is to say about a 23-year-old? That's how good he's been the last three seasons. Eric Van de Feij- for chiming in. I think Ertz has to be the uh, – this has to be a joke. I think Ertz yeah. has to be the X factor. He's going to score – maybe it's not a joke. Yeah, and then
2: when he – s- why imagine don't you read my bed- text? He, he gives us that, you know. W- well, okay. When we have text from, you know, people with brains.
1: Maybe, maybe I'll align with Eric here. In the decoy way that they use Brock Wright mm-hmm. or they used Craig Reynolds, maybe just maybe yeah, Ertz, Ertz yeah. leaks out and is just wide open for a touchdown. They better. I will say, if the Ertz building. scores a touchdown, we probably win the game. <laughs> so that's not crazy to say, Eric, uh, that Ertz could be the X-Factor. If he <laughs> scores a touchdown, the Lions are winning the game. Richard Miller chiming in. Uh, I think it's an even matchup. Go Lions. We can do this. You think he's related to Dan Miller? Um, I think it's his cousin. I think it's actually Reggie Miller's son. Oh, really? Yes, okay. The one and only Reggie Miller. Yeah,
2: no, great poll. Great poll in this NFL show.
1: Uh, Nathan Dad. from Gladwin chiming in. This is the person who texted in uh, the Cam Sutton Needham on his A game. Perfect. That brought the worst out of me. I'd love to see us pound the rock with Monty until the D is tired and then let Gibbs leave them in the dust. Not a bad game plan. Not a game, bad game plan at all. Thanks for chiming in. You guys can keep texting into the Frick Sports Bar text line, 989-837-6125. Uh, who is the X Factor in this game? The other thing we've been discussing Should James Houston get a big workload in this? Could he be an X factor? Or is he, (sighs) is throwing him out there kind of a liability. Same with Ertz. Kind of a very similar conversation. Uh, We'll hit the Frick Sports Bar text line when we come back. We still got player prop picks to get to. Talk about that other game for just a second. Sure. I think like there's some good quarterbacks in that game or something I heard. I heard. This Lamar Jackson guy, apparently he's going to win MVP. It's pretty nice. You're listening to the payoff fueled by forward energy.
0: More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff.
1: All right. As we are getting the show ready together today, uh, I start talking to John and he brings up this great idea. He's like, let's compare each of these. Cause these teams are built in very similar ways where it's not necessarily quarterback heavy. The quarterbacks have to play good. Don't get me wrong. Quarterbacks have to play good in all these games, but the way these teams are built, the tight end, the one receiver, the line, the emphasis, there's a lot of similarities. Even the offensive play caller, Ben Johnson versus Kyle Shanahan. A lot of similarities here. So what we're going to do is compare each position. Then we're going to give you our picks. And then we're going to do a little prayer circle for the lines. No, I'm just kidding. On that I didn't know about part. that one. No, I'm just kidding. I'm the last part. Uh, Jared Goff versus Brock Purdy. Ooh. I like this. You want me to start here? You want to talk about the MVP candidate, Brock Purdy? Uh, I would course. love to. No. Like, I, I need to have a one-on-one conversation with one of the voters who voted for... Like, I, I need them to look me dead in the eye and say, Brock Purdy is more valuable to his team than Patrick Mahomes is to his team. Patrick Mahomes wasn't even a top five MVP candidate this yeah, year. It doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway. It's nuts. Go ahead. No, I, uh, I'd give the advantage to the Lions here. I, I
2: just love that... Okay, yeah, Brock Purdy, we know, is a system quarterback. And he's shown flashes of being good. But unlike Goff, there hasn't been this challenging throw that you're like, okay, I think Purdy's for real. He makes the smart reads. He makes the right plays. And most importantly, he does protect the ball well. But I'm giving the advantage to Goff this week. The guy who's been there, who's done that, who's brought a team to a Super Bowl. Purdy surrounded by more talent, and we'll get into that. But Goff's the better quarterback one-on-one. And if the game's decided by a two-minute drive, you rather have Goff motoring down the field and trying to make a challenging throw. Yeah, Brock Purdy looked B like Burns. an Iowa State
1: quarterback last week. Well, that's where he's from. Exactly. Exactly. Uh the running backs. We kind of we kind of touched on this throughout the day. Yeah. Um obviously Christian McCaffrey's the best back of the three, but the Lions. They really do have a two two hand punch here. They, they do. really do have a one-two combo. And I think together, that probably equals what Christian McCaffrey does for the Niners.
2: And that's fine. I'm still going to give the edge to the Niners. They All give right. Christian McCaffrey. It's McCaffrey hard to go that. is a great receiving option as well. And again, hopefully Jameer Gibbs could be able to match that and, and sort of again be close to what McCaffrey provides. And again, you do have Montgomery going in between the tackles, which is huge. And the Niners have Elijah Mitchell, but he's no Montgomery, right? So it's one versus two. I McCaffrey's the best, man. He he carries this team. They went down the field last week to beat Green Bay. Green Bay knew they were giving him the ball, and it didn't matter.
1: Best running back since when? McCaffrey? Yeah. I say since Henry. King Henry was something else. I mean,
2: there's all these years. Like, Peyton Hillis had an amazing season for a year. Like, in terms of longevity... I mean, probably since Adrian Peterson, I would put ah, for McCaffrey. You're just,
1: dish- you're just throwing King Henry to the wayside. How long has his run been? Henry? It's all, oh, Henry's run like, is, is over. Maybe I have to like, examine three, that three-year three year run head, was incredible.
2: Off the top of my head, I'd
1: I'd say Peterson brought Ryan Tannehill to an NFC champion champion. I get it. McCaffrey brought. I know. I know. Rob I, know, I know. Uh, Wide receivers.
2: Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna go with the Niners here, buddy boy, because again. I'm, We're going to yeah. do tight end separately. I'm taking the trio of Ayuk, Debo, if he's healthy, and Juwan Jennings over St. Brown, who's a stronger number one, debatable, and I know you're going to debate not that. Debatable, not debatable. <laughs> not debatable, according to Ben, and Reynolds and j You
1: want to know why it's not debatable? Even,
2: the third option who we didn't even trust coming into the season.
1: First of all, you have to play to really be considered one of these top-tier guys, and Debo sure. Samuel misses like five games minimum a season. <laughs> Amon Ross, St. Brown, more receptions, more mm-hmm. yards. Ayuk's great too, man. Uh, I think Amon Ra St. Brown's a better deep ball threat, as crazy as it sounds. Debo Samuel's not catching a ton of bombs. He has more 20-yard yard receptions, more touchdowns. He did mm-hmm. everything better than Debo Samuel this year. Everything, including playing football, staying healthy. <laughs> Takes big hits. I, I will give him... You know what no one gives Amon Ra St. Brown credit for? Going over the middle. He doesn't get hit oh he does not take big hits you ever know like but he always picks up an extra three yards somehow he dodges some guy and just falls it's incredible
2: it's how you stay on the field in the NFL tight ends you know I was thinking about this and whoever, whoever has a better game on Sunday's best tight end in the I, NFL I, like that's my take it's so funny because again Kittle in terms of career is 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 obviously and, and Laporte is a rookie and coming into the season and I'm sure stats wise Kittle had like two drops last week, man. L- Laporta's a security blanket. I, I mean, I, I'm going to say Kittle, but Kittle's a better downfield
1: threat. Laporte just, Laporte racks Laporta racks up the catches. <laughs> Laporta
2: is, is just, I, I, just immediate impact, and it's just great to see. I, I just can't do it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Laporta has more receptions and yards than Kittle in this game. More receptions, not that it might 100%. be the X factor, but. More yeah.
1: receptions for sure. Because Kittle uh, had some key drops. Where you're well, like, really? Come on, last week. Look, and
2: kept that game closer than it probably should have
1: been. L- Laporta had 21 more receptions than Kittle had this year. It's wow. just Kittle is a bigger deep threat. He makes yes. these gigantic. He had yeah. He had almost 200 more yards than, than Laporta despite 20 less catches. Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. makes the most of every single time he, he does get his hands on the ball. Uh, and I think this stat shows that. 20 plus yard receptions. LaPorta 15. Kittle 31. Yeah. But which one gets utilized in the red zone more? LaPorta. Four more touchdowns this season. I think whoever has a best, a better game, whoever really wins this game, pfft, as dumb as it sounds, probably has the reputation as the best tight end in the NFL going forward. No, I'm like, I'm kind of serious.
2: And there's, there's good tight ends in the other game too, by the way. Andrews Kelsey's very good matchup. I match forgot at.
1: Andrews is back. Wow. Wow. Are the four best tight ends in football all all playing this weekend?
2: It depends who you ask. I like to put Njoku up there as well. But who are you taking I, out? Exactly. Kelsey? Exactly. Kelsey? I know. Well, it just based on year, but career wise, you're not taking anyone
1: out. That's something. That is something. That is something. Uh offensive line. This, this yeah, this shouldn't be a question. The
2: Niners have Trent Williams a stud, and the Niners offensive line's been good, but even They're a battered Lions O line group. Is still just more impressive.
1: Bunch of Warriors. Yeah. Uh, how about the defensive front
2: seven? It's the 49ers, man. Yeah,
1: I don't want to waste our time. It 49ers, secondary, 49ers. I, I know
2: you were listening them before, and it's like, ah, you know, Bosa could be contained, this and that. And, and I get Hutch, and believe me, we're going to get into the player picks, and I think he has a day, but that front seven, man, is scary. I, I think it's scary. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fred Warner is a problem. Yeah. Like a big problem. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: Secondary. Round yeah, it we out. don't
1: need to waste our Niners. time. Niners! Yeah, we don't need to waste our time here. Cam
2: Sutton. Cam Sutton.
1: No. No Cam Sutton. Uh, let's hit the Frick Sports Bar text line one more time, and then we'll, we'll give some prop picks, some, some lines, uh, spread picks. Eric Vanified for chiming in. Quarterback play has to be good. I'd rather have Goff than Brock Purdy. 100% with you. Uh, quarterback. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's the consensus, right? Most people would rather have Jared Goff than Brock Purdy despite Brock Purdy being an MVP candidate. Yeah. I would hope so. If you think otherwise like I we'll don't get know. get into it. I don't know. Uh, Jeremy from Beaverton chiming in. He says best since Tomlinson is in Ladavia's Ladanian, yeah. Ladanian Tomlinson. Uh, talking about McCaffrey being the best running back since dot dot dot. I I still think it's Henry, man. I have to re-examine the years. He either. had a three-year stretch where it was like he had two 2,000-yard seasons. Mm-hmm. It was just un- like putting the team on his back in the playoffs it was just a few plays away from beating the Chiefs. Remember he beat the Ravens? It was incredible. Uh, okay. You want to make some money? I, I like, do. I like money. I like money. All right, here's what we're going to do. We got five minutes left together. Let's go back and forth giving each other some picks. Let's start with... You want to start with player props or do you want to start with the spreads? from the-
2: Let's go, player props. Okay. Straight shooting.
1: Okay. Uh, my first pick off the board is going to be Jameer Gibbs to score a touchdown at plus 145. He's only missed the end zone once, and that was the Dallas game since week 10.
2: I'll give you the counter. McCaffrey, touchdown no. minus 370. There's well, no way happen. you're
1: putting that in a bet.
2: I'm putting that in a parlay. Wh- yes. Why? What is the value of doing it? It's that? just putting the parlay. It's, it's going it, to happen. It's money. It
1: does nothing. It's to money. The par- Keep going. Let's go. Uh, I'm in Ross St. Brown to get in the end zone. Plus 140. Hasn't found one yet in the playoffs, kind of the opposite thinking of what I just said, but I think this guy is, is good enough to where you see plus odds and you take it. Mm-hmm. We we build this up. Lions team total 20
2: and a half. It's minus 130. They're gonna need three touchdowns. 20 to and a half? It's an alt line. 20 and a half.
1: And what are the odds you on could that? bit?
2: minus 130?
1: I like that. I like that. Um uh, note that one. I we might have to put that in the parlay. We might have to build a parlay from this. That's kind of the goal. Jameer Gibbs. uh, Actually, no, no. The next pick off the board I'm taking is Brandon Ayuk over 80 yards. Wide receiver ones just murder this team left and right.
2: We'll go to receptions for me. Laporta over five and a half. One twenty five. I know he only had three catches against the Rams. I think he's going to get his – he gets targeted enough. He's going to have over five and a half, and that doesn't include yards. It's just receptions.
1: I'm going to go Gibbs over 22 receptions here – or not 22 receptions, 22 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Like I said earlier, San Francisco allows the seventh most passing yards to running backs. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll take his receiving yards.
2: I like that. Okay. Hit last week. We have two more left, right? Yes. Okay, mine, Hutchinson. You could take it over a half a sack. You can't you may not be able to same game parlay. So I made it over two and a half tackles. Either option works, <laughs> but but the sack may not work in a in a parlay depending on your app. So two and a half tackles will work over two and a half minus one oh five and over a half sack is plus odds.
1: Uh I'll just keep the Jameer thing going. Over forty seven. I'm just taking all the Jameer props this week. All right. He's Here's, gonna have at least carry of at least one carry of fifteen he, plus yards in this game. It's here, just a matter yeah. of how many carries will he get.
2: Here's my thought-provoking one. I'll make it quick. Purdy and Goff will both throw an interception. This is plus 250. You might have to take them both individually over a half a pick. 49ers lead the NFL this year with 22 interceptions. Goff should have thrown one a week ago. Mm. And I do think Purdy makes a mistake, hopefully to Jack Campbell, but I'm not going that far (laughs) betting-wise. But I think both of these QBs will make a mistake on Sunday. They both throw an interception. Uh, Last pick for
1: you before we get into our... uh, spreads, Um, man. He's ready. CMC under 86 (laughs) yards. Freaking fiend. This guy, Dan Campbell made it apparent. That's their number one goal this week. Spread picks. Let's do them. I got lions plus seven. It's just too many points. It's just too many points. These teams are too evenly matched. I'm not going to go as far as to suggest to take the money line. I probably will, but I do. I really do think this is too many points.
2: We're going to have both games on our air. Sports Radio 100.9, the mid NFL on Westwood one coverage presented by Ace Hardware and sports. So you can listen to the Lions game. You can listen to the AFC championship game on our air.
1: 3.30 AFC, 6.30, Lions. 3
2: o'clock AFC, 6.30 Lions. And listen, you've listened to the show, Lions plus seven. AFC, before we get out of here.
1: If you know me, even the slightest, you know I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Nine, one, and one is an underdog in his career. I got... I'm taking the three and a half. This is going to be a close game. Ben,
2: before Holmes
1: home's not getting blown out. I don't care who they're we're, playing.
2: We're up against it, but I think I got a sign from high above. I got three Lamar Jackson edits in five TikTok videos I viewed That's this morning. the dumbest
1: reason and to ever bet.
2: I just feel Lamar's got to be our hero to uh, pretty much hone Jack Kroger because that song was on every edit for some freaking reason. I'm taking Lamar Jackson, Ravens minus three and a half. So we're in agreement on the Lions. And we disagree in the AFC championship game, both heard on our air. And then of
1: course, Ben, we're going to be back with the payoff on Monday. Let's have a fantastic weekend. Ben. Let's do it. Let's have a fantastic weekend. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, lots of big stuff happening. Lots of big stuff happening. Make sure to follow us on social media. You guys can follow John personally at Vakari, John on Twitter. I'm Bosher. Ben follow 100.9. The mitt on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you get your stuff. Check us out. We'll be back on Monday, hopefully talking about a Lions Super Bowl trip. Thanks for listening to The Payoff. Hope it was worth it.
0: From the Blazy Electric Studios, this is Sports Radio 100.9, the MIT, WLUN, Pinconning, Bay City, Saginaw, Midland.